Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. For today, we are covering NWA Saturday Night on TBS from June 2nd, 1990. It is somewhat eventful. We'll get to that later on when we get to the review portion of the show. For now, I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper, both of them who are hotter than thick thumbs, baby. But I'll throw it to Doc first and ask how he's doing because he's mad. I'm not, right. that, I'm not really that mad because, I mean... I think it's time to throw it out, throw out to my Latino friends. uno. uno. Las Boqueros de Dallas. uno. Cha cha cha. How long you Man, been studying that this week? Los Vo- <laughs> it's Los Vaqueros, not Los, you freaking moron, but okay, go Man, ahead. nobody loves the Cowboys like my Mexican brothers and sisters out here. Jesus, Lord, do they? Man, you know, Little Luttrell plays on a soccer team now, a club team, and it's, it's uh, predominantly Hispanic. And man, I'm at home with the dads on that team, man. It is like, can we wrap this up? Because we play on Sundays. Yeah. It's like, can we wrap this up? The Cowboys got business today. We went up there to Belichick land and laid the smack down again. You know, hey, here's the, re- hey, Mike, you know things are on and popping. Just just found out a minute ago that our uh, one of our safeties got popped for a DWI last night. Oh, fuck. No, nah, that means things are getting good again. <laughs> uh, when the Cowboys are above the law, then you know it's on. How the fuck can you get a DUI? They got to be play football. They get free fucking Uber. I'll never understand it when it comes to pro athletes. Yeah, but what if he wanted to get a blowjob while he was driving down the highway? Wow. Drunk. Why not? Hey, man, they beat Belichick <sighs> this weekend. That makes him feel god. Yeah, that's fucking roadhead. That's right. Mike knows what that is. I have no clue what you're talking about, sir. Wait, what? <laughs> None whatsoever. You don't know what I... roadhead is. Well, I want to shout out our... <laughs> 
Biggest patron contributors monthly, disrespectfully, Classy Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, and Joe Ice. Thank you for your support each and every month. Since these two idiots want to make fun of me, I'm going to ignore them and no-sell it. Thank you. Harper, how are you? I'm doing great, man. That's good. The Dodgers Sales got you down or what? I got a question for you. Yeah. Huh. You're a baseball fan, right? Uh-huh. You better get that shit in while you can. Why? This shit's going away. Baseball has got to leave. They got to leave the premises. Okay. Mike, is baseball built for 2021? Personally, I don't think so. Is there an audience? Is there an audience? Yes. I'm not saying there's not. But I think long term, there's problems. Mike and I watched a little baseball tonight. Waiting Uh and and rooting for the Braves to, to... Hurry up and get this shit over with so that you could you would hop on early. That's not true. You got some real unlikable players in this game, first of all. <laughs> Mike Why? is ready Mike is ready to was hoping that somebody would hit Jock Peterson with a steel chair. Okay, hold on. Can we stop for a second and talk about that? First Dude, off, there, he has a he was at the he was at plate at bat. With a pearl necklace around it. And no, not no, no. like the sexy kind, like a real pearl necklace. Okay, Hopper, no, just know that yeah. I'm speaking out of complete complete ignorance here, and I even put it on Twitter. He, that guy used to play for the Dodgers. Right. Can you let me say what the hell I got to say? Say something. I tweeted out, who's the, who's the dude at home plate batting, and why does he have Mardi Gras beads on? <laughs> It looked like Mardi Gras beads, and then I was like, "Oh wait, that might be pearls." And he's and a then fat, I'm thinking to myself, bastard. "Why the piss would you have pearls on at the home plate batting?" So anyway, because nuclear heat, nuclear heat with him, just just the way he looks. And I ain't got nothing purple, against the Braves. It just he looks like a heel. Sunglasses. He and looked pearls. like a double douche. That's all I'm saying up there. It's his purple. grandma's beads. Oh seriously? No, I'm I'm being serious, Hawker, because no. I thought that. <laughs> I don't know. That's his grandma's pearls. That's what I thought. (laughs) Mrs. Doc was like, what's this asshole's problem? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, keep going, Doc. But the biggest problem of all, and Mike and I have been on this tip for many, many years. We're down to the final four teams, the semifinals. Here in America, we call that in baseball the championship series, even though there's still a series to go after that. So that may confuse some of our international friends. But we're down to the final four. And in real sports and in real countries, in all countries and in real sports, <laughs> that shit gets played in primetime at night. During yeah. the week. Harper, what time did your team start their game today? Like four, uh, like four o'clock or something like that. Four thirty. Okay, so what time was that in the actual area where your team plays? What time was it? Local. In L.A., that's well, they're two hours behind us. Right. Yeah. So on a Tuesday afternoon at two o'clock, we're going to make your team play. Yeah. That's not a sustainable business model. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. Right. I fucking fell asleep and I woke up like fuck this the second inning. So I told you he was at home, Doc. <laughs> I told you. So you're saying we could have been recording already? 
yeah, I, I fell asleep and I was fucking watching it and I was like, oh fuck, I forgot we're gonna do this tonight. So it's not just us that you forget; it's the Dodgers too. Good to yeah. know. I so told Doc the it's like you got a couple of problems. He just said one. Why are you starting one of your championship league series games at two thirty p.m. in their market and four yeah. thirty in the Central Time Zone where we're at? Yeah, Hell, that's fucking five thirty in the visiting team's market. I I will. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I understand it's got something to do with probably with TV contracts and all this other bull crap. Guess what? It makes no sense. And it is a reason the sport will not grow. I've got no statistical data to support that. All I'm saying is it makes no sense to me. And it makes me mad because I used to watch a lot of baseball. But now I can't watch baseball because it starts at friggin' the, in the middle or at the end of my work day. And by the time I'm done and, with my kids and everything else, I would just be tuning in right now for the seventh inning. Brother, brother, you know, brother. And, that's let, like, let, him, let, let Hopper yeah. go. Let, let Hopper go. Go ahead, Hopper. It's like if the fucking NFL fucking N- NFC championship game started at like 930 in a fucking morning <laughs> on a fucking Tuesday. I that told Doc that exact same thing. Go ahead, Doc. That ain't going to happen because real sports don't do that kind of shit. Yeah, for real, bro. And let me tell you, if you're going to tell me that you're playing in the afternoon because you have a bunch of old people and retirees as your fan base, well, that's a problem, too. That's a big problem. That's why why I go on a little rant about if the sport's growing or not because of that. Do you know how many sons, all the sons, hot I would be if I was a little doc in school? And my team was in the playoffs, and I couldn't get out of school to watch the playoff game. Yeah, fuck that, dude. Bruh, it it almost it pretty much happened to me as a kid when you know what used to make me mad, Harper. And I get uh, this is a little different because it's not a pro sport. When Shaq was at LSU, I'll never forget the, and this still happens today. So this isn't a fair comparison, but it's what Doc's talking about. I remember being in like seventh or eighth grade. And friggin' LSU and Shaq is starting their game, and it's not even it's not even the NCAA tournament; it's the SEC tournament. And it's friggin' twelve thirty, one o'clock on a Thursday, or Wednesday, or whenever it starts. I'm like, bro, this sucks. I'm at school. I want to watch this. Yeah. That's that. That's what it reminds me of. Now again, that's that's collegiate sports and not pro sports. Although you know, an argument could be made. They're pros. Mm. Um, it's not actually pro. This is your top. League. This is Major League Baseball. Why is it starting between four and four thirty in the middle of my work week? Yeah, I mean, I could see maybe like on a weekend. Sure, on a weekend, weekend's a completely different story. It is a it is a Tuesday. Yeah. Now, Doc, on that somber note, you got any more notes you want to mention about baseball? Well, I just want to. Well, and I think that probably means. Harper, you didn't get to see the episode, now, did you? Yeah, I saw it. All right. Well, wow. did you notice something about the episode? Yeah. What was it? It was just uh, a half an hour long. Mike? <laughs> so you didn't watch it. Or, or, you <laughs> watched, or you watched the wrong one. We were taking bets at work today where we were saying, okay, so if Harper's working and he gets off and he gets home at 5.30 – and this is a two-hour show. There's no way in hell he's going to watch it. 
He oh, just doesn't fuck, have two time. hours. Oh, yeah, fuck. Fuck off. Well, we didn't have any Braves, Harper, because they were too busy beating the shit out of your team in real time today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to these new patrons and a couple of people who made the move from a low Podbean patron service. John G., Greg G., Mike Everlast, a.k.a. Mike McD. Oh, Mike, you just really need to grow up now that I'm thinking about it. I'm just having some fun with you, but you are filthy on the Facebook group, so maybe you should seek some professional help for that. You've gone off the rails since day one. This dude, Doc, have you ever seen Natalia's sister, Jenny? All he does is pose about her adipose tissue and, you know, mounds. Who? Who? Natalia's sister, Jenny. So, Jimmy Ambo Nightheart's other daughter? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. How is the Anvil having hot daughters? I mean, Jenny is, I mean, I, I'm not really into Natty. Jenny's, Fuck, I don't know, Hopper, what you think? What do you think about Jenny? Jenny's hot. She looks, she she's, <clears throat> she's better than is Natty. She, is she black? Come on. I thought she's maybe... Jim the Anvil Nightheart's daughter. What, he can't bang a black broad? His wife is right, a Canadian... Right, because all wrestlers respect that. His for, wife is a Canadian you. caucasoid, okay? Huh? Yeah, all wrestlers, you know. <laughs> Her mother is also a caucasoid. Caucasoid, that doesn't sound very respectful. It's a caucasoid? It sounds like a fucking, uh... Something Superman fights on fucking Bad. Super Friends. My good friend Ahmad used to say that. He would call white people. He was a brother. He called white people Caucasoids. The first time I call him. The first time I the first time I heard him say that, I was like, What? There's this picture here with her in a red top. I'm telling you, she's She's she's, got a lot up there. She's yeah. She looks like she's gonna weigh like two hundred and sixty pounds though when she gets older. Come on. Mike's Mike Mike McDee's always posting about her on that group, man. Uh, him and Chris Zoncha with their love of well, Chris mm-hmm. Zoncha likes likes black women, according to what he tells us. Anyway, all right, uh, Doc, can we get into the show? We got a long one, dude. This was some bullshit. Actually, oh. I did forget to mention one thing. So I mentioned the new patrons and whatnot, and had some fun with Mike McDee, but. If you want to listen to our last pay-per-view or you want the upcoming Clash of the Champions where JYD is <gasps> dying against Ric Flair, you got to go to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt to sign up there. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Get access to all of our clashes, the pay-per-views, the world-class shows, and all that good stuff over on Patreon. tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Best way to support this show is using that link. And you get a ton of extra content when you use it. 300 plus episodes to choose from or listen to in its entirety. All right. So let me let me get this up. I got to share my screen with y'all first, huh? Well, yeah, yeah, because Harper needs to see what's happening here. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, again, this is June 2nd, 1990. We're into the summer. And, boy, we've. We've got some stuff happening on, on this week's episode. There's a lot of there's a lot of activity here. Darper, this is it's two hours. We'll have to move through some of the stuff, but there's some good stuff going on here that's new. 
Yeah, there, there really, there really is some good stuff here. I'm, I got to get a, a window open because I wanted to quote something from some dates here that. It's unfortunate that I'm going to have to give this uh, episode a C. No Why matter what that, happens. Because I'm staring at this number one hour fifty four minutes and ten seconds. Boy, this was uh, a long one. This was a long one. Uh, they are that. at the they are at the Georgia Mountain Center this week. This episode, although airing on June 2nd, 1990, and you'll understand why that's important later when I'm talking about the Road Warriors, it was it was taped on May 23rd, 1990. So we're seeing this a couple of weeks after it was originally taped. But to, to Doc's point, um, I thought this episode actually was good. It's long, but it's got all the, it's got most of the commercials in it. So that's part of it. So we open things up again. Georgia Mountain Center, 1500 people in attendance. JR and Corny open the show. They talk about a few things along with JYD's return. We head straight to the ring for Brian Pillman versus Barry Horowitz. Oh, wow. Mr. Yeah. Look, see, you can tell he didn't watch because of his reactions right now as his uh, Braves are beating his team 5-2 to two yeah. at this moment. Um, Doc, I'll throw it to you before I uh, mention whatever comments I have from this match. What do you have from Smoky Mountain alumni Barry Horowitz here prior to Smoky he Mountain? He must be still looking for coffee. <laughs> um Dude, turn, the, one of the turn the volume up here right here for what at this 154, moment i have a, a note okay as of, right before i do that no one's gonna get the joke about him getting coffee but dutch mantel sent barry horowitz for coffee to yeah. go get for his guest in smoky mountain wrestling and barry never came back don't don't insult the, the audience i think a large percentage of our audience knows exactly what i just said no they the other out. guy too who was the other guy he, he, he had? Paul Styles. Yeah. We're Styles. We're Styles. Dutch, we're Styles. Dutch, we're Styles. Right. You say you want audio here, Doc? So I'm at 145. Yeah, I think Let me so. play it. All right. Will be in the Omni on Father's Day night. That's June 17th as a special referee when Lex Luger and the Junkyard Dog take on Barry Windham and Ric Flair. Wrestling 2, welcome to WCW. Well, thank you very much. It's going to be a real pleasure to be at the Omni. And I guarantee you one thing, it's going to be a lot of excitement. Uh, uh, JYD is a very powerful individual. As, as I said before, he can handle right, any situation at any given time. And, you know... What were we looking for? I don't know for? why I had that. Um, anybody want to guess how old uh, Barry Horowitz is here? Uh, 29. 31. 31. He'd been wrestling 11 years by this point. He should be in his prime if he's 31. He looks good there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. has a baseball card. This was a good little match. It was. But, again, look who these two guys are. Right. And I love the fact that Pillman's in singles right here. Oh, I had that note, too. He's single again, which means he's going to be winking at some little kid in the crib later tonight. Oh, yeah. But the problem is he's still going to be tagging with the other guy in the month. Just so you know. the other guy. He might have made another kid that night, but his wife swallowed. Oh, come oh. on. Jesus Christ. What is wrong with you? That was MJF. What? Okay. Didn't you watch AEW on that mic? Yeah, that promo was pretty <laughs> stiff. That was stiff. Woof. That was stiff. You, yeah. The MJF promo on Pillman was, was some stiff stuff. People complaining about that. I was like, dude, it's wrestling. Why were they complaining? He's a heel. You know, you got people that complain about everything. Yeah. 
You know that. Okay, so this match keeps going. Wrestling 2, as you heard, is on commentary with Corny and JR. They talk about the upcoming match at the Omni. Pillman wins with a big crossbody off the top rope. And like I said a second ago, nice to see Pillman in singles action against a guy who can wrestle really good, Barry Horowitz. Doc, any other thoughts on this one? I thought this was, was you know, it's not a five-star Starcade match, but this is a good little Saturday night match. Good way to open the show. Long show, but there's some good stuff in this, and you know, I liked it. I thought thought this was fine. I thought this is exactly what you need to start the show in front of 1,500 people again. So to Harper's point, once again, stay in the small buildings. Don't go to the freaking Silver Dome. Why are yeah. you doing that? No need to. Okay. See, on that note, me. you're right. On that note, let's go now to, and I'll talk about this more later. One of the last images you'll see of the Road Warriors in WCW for some time. One of, not the last, one of. Here's their promo. Horsemen, we're out here right now. Have you got any guts? Are you going to accept the challenge? Within the next two hours, you got to show the whole world whether or not you got the guts to get in the ring with the Legion of Doom. We don't think you got it. Horsemen, we want you in the worst way. Once you get in the ring with us, you're going to feel the wrath of the big boys, the Legion of Doom. Oh, what a rush. A rush for us, but not for you. Um, I got more to say on them later, Doc, for now. If they're going to go out, they're going out against the horsemen, man. <laughs> it's a good way to go. Your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think much of it. It was just there. Fire. The, I mean, they're leaving. Yeah. It's eating potatoes. I mean, I'm not saying Yeah, it wasn't I, bad. It just wasn't, there wasn't much yeah. to it. Yeah. Hopper any, Hopper, any other thoughts? No. Oh, we're coming for you. Blah, 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 blah. Well, Jim Ross and Cornette then throw to a replay of the clip with JYD returning and uh, laying out Flair and Ole from last week. Corny and JR also pushed that JYD wants to be the first African-American world champion. So stay tuned to see if that occurs. Oh, it's so sad. It's really, really sad. And now I'm going to get to the promo shortly of the dog. And as I look at Rocky King here, Man, it doesn't age well. No, and it's gonna get worse when he's with the birds in a few more months. But that's just Page's dad. Come on, Harper. (laughs) Who was his toughest opponent? Life. Life. That is. Uh, I'm not gonna play this because the dog reiterates everything he's ever said in every promo you'll ever hear him in. Every dog needs a bone to chew on. Is that what he said? Three twelve. Yeah. Would have kept that to myself. He's big, very rotund. <laughs> All right. After the dog cuts his promo, unless Doc, you've got anything else from it? No. And Harper didn't watch it. No. Keep going. I mean, what'd you say? You know, every dog. Is, yeah. I eat a bone to chew on. Yeah. Somebody bring me a cake. <laughs> I, my my note my note actually says i love the dog but if i never hear every dog needs a bone to chew on again it will be too many times now here's what's Should fun I had that on a t-shirt does wcw know look like they know how to market anything <laughs> no 
they don't the even scroll. know when to play their promos before or after a pay-per-view. Oh, no kidding. On the scroll, we know I did take note that they are in all Beckley. of these old Crockett towns. They're in Crockett country outside of I think they uh, there was one they showed at the beginning I can't remember, but they are basically they seem to be going through mostly a lot of the old Crockett towns here, which I found interesting. Uh, Lord, I, I guess I could look it up, see what kind of crowds they drew. But yeah, they're they're in Crockett country, I think, for a lot of these shows as they scroll through. Um, there was also a series of commercials. Oh God, Forbidden Planet on TBS, the Chart oh, Buster A and W, Bic Razors, the Wrestling Hotline. If I'd never see the Alka Seltzer commercial again, it would be great, but I'm going to see that a hundred times. They played tons of commercials here, and the only one I had really notes on was the Forbidden Planet one, that Sunday night movie. Because I know that would make Harper angry if he saw that. So I'm going to skip past all of that. Uh, Is that Doc, a bad you movie? Forbidden Planet? Yeah. I'll I pass. Mean, it's time. I'm going to pass. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on the commercials? Hard pass on all of them. Yeah. So we chart, go to the next chart choppers or whatever. Busters, chart busters. It was kind of like like an MTV type show where they showed. So the did they have Bill Biv DeVoe on there? Um, I mean, they showed every. They showed all kinds of music. That girl is poison. 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 They they were preaching. Never trust a big butt. Big butt and a smile. That ought to be the tagline of this show. <laughs> no, never trust a headset. All right, keep going. Mean Mark Callis with Paul E versus Larry Santo of Smoky Mountain fame, who took a big floating backdrop there. <laughs> Cornette is stiff on commentary. I don't have the timestamp, but I'm going to read what he said. He says about Paul E I want Paul E to move in next door to me. I live next to a cemetery. That's pretty That's damn nice. stiff. <laughs> That's heel on heel violence too. That is. Mean Mark wins quickly, as you'd expect. Doc, any thoughts on this squash match against Larry Santo? Yeah. Uh so Paul E's back and he's with the Undertaker, and I guess that's what's happening now. Who takes a look at Undertaker there and doesn't see money though? Yeah, really. I mean, it's easy to hindsight, but come on. It's easy to hindsight, but I see right here a big Big bastard walking on the ropes doing something nobody else does is enough for me. Yeah, for real, huh? In fairness, though, did if he stays there, doesn't he need another gimmick? Like, doesn't he need something to? To add to but what that's, he's, I mean, that's he may not be. I mean, that may not be his fault. Oh, I'm not, yeah, himself. I'm not blaming him. I'm just looking at him for what he was back then. But he looks good. Mean Mark is is about as unimaginative as Flying Brian. Nah, Flying Brian's better. Yeah. And Susie's got a pimple, and she's got a hot date with with Stephen on Friday. Is it on her ass cheek? Oh, you ever bang a girl from behind and see a pimple I, back? There? 
Oh, come I on. Knew, I knew that was coming next because he's an idiot. I knew he couldn't play it straight. What the hell, Hopper? Come on, now. Hey. I'm playing it straight. If I wasn't playing it straight, I said you were banging a dude from behind and seeing a Oh. Purple. That ain't even funny. Yeah. Yeah. Send your hate mail to Doc Turner. You know, the guy y'all think is all you Docaholics out there that act like he's such on such an up and up guy and a fine standing citizen. That's he's got some weird takes and some hateful takes on things. I just want to let y'all know that. So on these commercials, there is one thing that they play. They show an English leather cologne commercial. Mm. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. Yes. And. My Let's dad see if used I... to wear that. Yeah, buddy. He used to have this until the day he died. It was just, it was this huge bottle of it, like picture almost like a Jack Daniels bottle, but with, <laughs> but with fucking English fucking leather. <laughs> it was huge. Man, cologne goes bad if you don't use it after a while. Well, yeah, it does. I'm trying to get to it. I, I, I don't know at what point they play it, but. Does I'm, it go bad you. because you don't use it or because I mean, because I rarely because I got like real cologne. It's just I rarely use it. Mike, do you have any cologne? Yeah, a couple, but I don't use it that much. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't get that. Right. Cologne. I mean, where yeah, am I, I going? I don't, I don't that, own that, any that I'm putting cologne on, you know, and the only the only reason I own cologne is because of my freaking wife. She's she's the one. Just spray yourself with Axe body spray. Dude. Oh, God, fuck that. <laughs> Why? Because I'm a, an adult man. That needs cologne? Bro. Yeah, I got the Savage. The fucking Johnny Depp cologne. Oh, does it make you want to hit women like him? Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't even know what that... I guess he... He laid his I... hands on Amber Heard, dude. She's a okay, gorgeous hold on. creature. Accused? Was he convicted of it, or? Well, no. I guess it's alleged, but exactly that's what I'm saying. I and I don't. I ain't trying to get into a freaking debate about it. Uh, the commercial, the English leather, though. Honest. Yeah, there it is, an honest man's cologne, whatever. And the, there was not a dude in the commercial. It was just two women talk or young teenagers talking on a phone. It looked like I right, whatever. Uh, any other thoughts on these commercials, Doc? No. All right, well, then let's go now to the next match when we come back from commercial. It's the Southern Boys versus Joe Kazana and the Galaxian. Doc, I got some notes from this, but I want to throw to you first. I do, first. too. Right here. No, go back to the entrance. When Smothers, God, Tracy Smart, he finds the camera on his way up the ring, and he flashes that smile into your living room. Watch it. He's coming in, right? Hey. Hey, what are y'all doing? We're right there. All right, buddy. <laughs> Greeny, I know you're wet down there now. All right. Come on. <laughs> so Cornette had a good line during this match. He said the Southern boys think that Copenhagen is a food group. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> thought that was great. Good job, Corny. Uh, they also discussed the video package we will see in the next segment with Big Van Vader. Yes, you heard that correctly. He's oh, on the way. Cornette is being really stiff on JYD on commentary. He's putting over JYD as the potential next world champion and how JYD identifies with minorities and Cornette goes off and says, 
JYD identifies with low-class welfare folks. Oof. Oh, no. Well, my... Oh, he's, being, he's being stiff, dude. He's He is... There were many a cancelable, cancelable comments from Cornette on this week's episode, if this is 2021. However, it's 1990, and anything goes. It was the Wild West. Doc, uh, good seeing Tracy here. What are your thoughts? Uh, man, I when he started talking shit on the Southern Boys, I was like, let's get the Midnights and the Southern Boys hooked up. Well, that happens, doesn't it? I think I can't. Well, we got about three pay-per-views where it's got to be led off by the Southern Boys and Freebirds. Right. We're going to wrestle for the Confederate flag. Who owns, we, The Freebirds just got beat for who owns rock and roll. So now they got to fight who owns the Confederate flag. <laughs> and they're going to need go. some black help. It, go, <laughs> it, go, it goes on forever. Or, or does it just feel that way? It feels that way. It doesn't, but yeah. it feels that um, way. I, you know, somewhere in this match, I'm pretty sure somebody put a Tennessee toothpick in my Juicy Johnny. Huh? What? <laughs> okay. Uh, look those up on Urban Dictionary if you're wondering what Doc is, what's so funny. Southern Boys win this match. It's great With to the see Road you. Warriors finish. I'm not going to go here with you I again. guess anybody can use it now that they're leaving. I'm I'm not I'm not doing not doing this with you tonight because it's not oh. the worst finish. Let's but see. okay, I tell you, man. So Tracy flies off that rope when he comes and does that. Uh, the Tennessee jaw jacker. He ain't playing. He looks great. I like him. Yeah, I'll take that. All right. Any other thoughts, Doc, before I go to this next clip? Another, It was another good little match here. We're having some good matches. I like that. So I'm not going to play the audio from this, but because uh, I think it'll get copyrighted. If you're watching the video version and you're a patron, you'll see it. We see Big Van Vader oh, coming shit. out. It's a clip <laughs> of Vader making his ring entrance in Japan with the big headgear on his head, with the smoke blowing out of it. Man, I remember the first time I saw this, I was like, oh, shit, man. What the That's hell? I was like, wow. Shit. Yeah. It, it's pretty, it's pretty, ah, it's it's damn good. <laughs> I don't even, I'm trying to find the words. When you see this for the first time, you're like, whoa. Especially if you've never seen it before. Now, if you were into Japan, you know, wrestling and Japanese wrestling, I guess it's one thing. Or if you had seen it before, Doc and I. Then if if you were into Japanese wrestling in 1990, come to the next X-rated and Michael buy you a hooker since you've never had a woman before. <laughs> say that again. Harper got what I was saying. Yeah. What did you just say? If you're watching Japanese wrestling in 1990, you're a virgin to this day. You you really got to be a jackass about stuff, huh? Why would you watch it back then? Just from tape trading. With who? Godzilla? Wow. Y- y- y'all really like are... I'm just saying because that would have been the only fucking way. So I was so, pen pals so, with I was pen pals with Mrs. Baba. Oh. I mean, tape trading was a thing back then. Like, wh- why are y'all acting like tape trading no, wasn't a like, thing? But that's like 
tape trading with somebody in fucking Japan. Bruh, they had people over here that, yeah, I mean, that, that were getting taped came Japan. on American TV? No. No. But they were, t oh my God. Bruh, who in the, bruh, if you're tape trading with some dude from in fucking Tokyo, boy, come on, bruh. Go make out with a girl. That's what I'm saying. What? They didn't. Y'all, y'all really love insulting wrestling fans, huh? No, just these wrestling fans. Oh, our wrestling fans. That 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 makes it even worse. Come on, man. Well, y'all know how to build a fan base. I got to give y'all credit on this one. Y'all, y'all really know how to build a fan base. Just yeah. I didn't yes. say all of our listeners were trading. I said if any of you, I think the vast majority of our listeners are out there slaying ass left and right. Yeah. But there's got to be a couple. You well, know, we know Javorski wasn't because he was. Michael, get you a hooker. We know Javorski wasn't because he was. He was listening to fucking Overkill. Jesus. <laughs> and cranking. <laughs> if you knew what Overkill sounded like, you'd know how dangerous that is. <laughs> I'm glad I don't. All well, right, jerking it to speed metal is probably not advisable. Yeah, it would probably start smoking. Man, that Vader, that Vader thing was impressive—an impressive, an impressive uh, little video and a good idea for them to show in advance. That didn't, you know, didn't take much, but made an impression. I wonder why he didn't wear it in a WWF. The helmet? Maybe he didn't want to carry it around. Yeah. One more thing I'm, to not I'm watch. I'm sure. I don't know. I don't even want to speculate. Uh, DM Steven Javorski on Facebook. He'll answer that question for you because he's probably cranked off while listening to why Vader didn't have that in the WWF. Does that guy have any skin on his dick left? He has no Ooh. life. All he oh. does. All he does is post on social media all day long. And crank it, off. Yeah, and on days he still doesn't care. Like, I mean, he's got no life. Well, how do you know he jerks off so much? Yeah. Because that's all he talks about in the Facebook group. Oh, really? Mm, all right. That's That's... Maybe we should stop speaking his name so much then. <laughs> I mean, they, they've literally renamed it. It ain't even called cranking anymore. It's called doing a Javorski. Mm. That's a problem when you get a move named after you like that. So that's why I say, does he have any, any skin on his dick left? I don't know. Let's go now to Jim Cornette. He throws to a promo, and Doc was fussing about this last week, so I'm going to hit play on it. He's going to throw to a promo from Stan Hansen. One of the biggest, one of the meanest, and one of the roughest stars in the history of professional wrestling is the bad man from Borger, Texas, none other than Stan Hansen. He uses that lariat to literally knock the head off every opponent he gets in the ring with, and he's invaded the NWA, and he is here to do you-know-what and take names. And brother, knowing Stan Hansen, I know he's going to do exactly that. Now, Jim Ross recently had the opportunity to talk, or should I say, listen to Stan Hansen, and I know he wasn't very pleased about the results. Let's take a look at the interview with Jim Ross and Stan, the lariat 
Dave Hansen. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to spend some time here momentarily with a great athlete from West Texas State University, a tremendous football player, but he's always had a problem with discipline. 6'3", 320 pounds, a man that basically has been exiled from United States wrestling, Stan the Lariat Hansen. And I, and I know that our fans are interested in where have you been competing in the last several I've years? I've been in the third world. That's where I've been. I've been out there with the Peace Corps people. I've been out there fighting out there in the third world representing the United States and the state of Texas. And you know why? Because all these promoters here in the United States would want somebody to say, yes, sir. Uh, no, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Well, Stan Hansen's never been a yes guy. And I go and I do what I want to overseas. But now I'm back in here, and I'm back in here in the NWA, and all the other wrestlers are going to have to deal with me. Well, one question I've got to ask you is why are you back? Is there someone specific, or what is the exact reason you're back here, Stan? It's called a statute of limitations. They tried to suspend me. They barred me from the United States, but that's okay. They took food off my table. They took food out of my hands. But I'm back, and I'm back because there's things like laws to protect somebody like me. And I'm back, and I'm going to run roughshod anywhere and any way I want to. And one hole that we have to talk about, it's the most feared hole in wrestling, the lariat of Stan Hansen. Boy, is that a bone for me to pick. The lariat. That's exactly what this is. Everybody's trying to use it. Everybody's trying to perfect it. But I'm the one who started it. I'm the one who was kicked out of the States because it was the nastiest, most vicious hole. And the lariat is back, and they're going to have to deal with it. The wrestlers are going to have to deal with it. And this, too. And this, too. Ladies and gentlemen, there you hear it from one of the most unpredictable athletes in wrestling, Stan, the lariat Hanson. The chewing tobacco in WCW is amazing from Stan Hansen. Uh, that's one of the signatures that I always remember. Doc, what did you think about the promo from Stan Hansen? You were talking about him last week, but here you go. I like that he's doing it, but that's just gross. Oh, yeah. disgusting. I was just dripping down his fucking face and onto his chest. Yeah. Yeah. I forget which pay-per-view it is. I've seen it a few times. Missy's interviewing him, and he's uh. just got the freaking tobacco uh, the, the juice of it just flying out of his mouth and running down it's so disgusting and missy Imagine just Javorski will do with that okay uh it is disgusting you know doc this man never met our like or he wasn't on our like top five list of most feared wrestlers but he's right up there he, yeah oh absolutely absolutely i like he said he was wrestling in the third world he scared. He used to scare me. He was just a big dude. And when he threw the that only lariat, thing I didn't like is he called his lariat a hold. Isn't it more of a strike or a blow than a hold? Yeah. Okay. What'd well, you do, Hopper? Yeah, it's a strike. Especially the way he threw it. Yeah, yeah. for real. Well, we come out of his promo and we go to his match, and he's wrestling against Paul Drake. Now, this is from NWA Pro on May 26, 1990, so a week earlier. They go straight to it after the promo. Hayes, Garvin, and Lance Russell are the ones on commentary. Hanson, uh, he's going to deliver the lariat to Drake, and he takes his head off, and then he drops a big elbow, and he wins, and then he hog ties him at the end as well. 
<laughs> I was afraid of where that hog time might lead. <laughs> what do you mean by that? What's that mean? Yeah, like what's what do you? Paul Drake wakes here? up the next day and he's like, "Why does my booty hurt?" Oh. What what you know what you got a problem, dude? Why would you hog tie you, another man? You got a problem. Why are you Why always talking about men man? and booties? You 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 love making fun of that, and and I, I you know, I don't think it's right, bro. <laughs> okay, leave people alone. What they do with their I, booties is their business. That, never mind. You don't understand. Now, well, I understand a lot. You're trying to be funny, and it's just dumb. Okay. Um, that's nice. Yeah, that's classy too. He he's so, the main one that would get offended by that if somebody was joking about it in front of him. That's the that's the hilarity behind it. Cause Doc gets offended. He don't want y'all to know that, but he is Mister. He's Mister Outrage away from this show. No, it's called being woke. But he but he hides behind the veil of the show because nobody knows who he is. I'm gonna keep moving because now you got no me no no. Let's talk about that match. No, I ain't talking about shit. You That's need to nice. calm down. You yeah. just need to calm your ass down. <laughs> I want to talk about this next match. That's the thing. Because I want to offer thoughts on it. Keep going. My first note on that that Hanson match was talk about drawing money. How much would you pay to see 1983? Stan Anson versus Ole Anderson. I feel like Ole would get his ass beat. Or versus Bad. Buzz Sawyer. Oh, God. That'd be fucking awesome. Oh. I feel like God. Stan might pound him to death. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Buzz would go in there all messed up on some pills or something and Stan would just bludgeon him. Then I thought man we talk about people that are needed today but wrestling needs a Stan Hansen right now. Who's close to him right now? I ain't talking Rock. about I mean they need a whole bunch of, of this shit right now. True. You know how we talk about A Doc, you and I have had this talk, how AEW is schizophrenic. Oh yeah. We were saying that long before Cornette was, by the way. I heard him I heard he said that recently, or he said it in the past, and I'm like, we said that over a year ago, easily. I didn't anyway, say it. You said it. I didn't watch it. It's schiz dude. We're we're gonna get to a period in a few months. Well, it's already happened. But there's some gimmicks that WCW unveils in the coming months that it truly is schizophrenic because there's there's raw talent there with the Pillmans of the world like new new talents like him I consider him new still even though it's been a year but and then there's there's the Normans and the many other bullcrap we'll see dude PN News ain't even the worst I'm gonna throw a name out th I'm gonna throw a name out there for y'all and I remember seeing this back in the day I, I want y'all to google it his name in WCW was The Juicer. Just Google it when you get a chance. We're going to talk about it in a few months because I think it's towards the end of 1990. Does he come out with a 
a nice array of vegetables and fruits in a juicing machine? <laughs> that might have been better than what it was. Or does he and just I, cut himself and everyone else in the ring? And I only or does remember he shoot up steroids. No, no, no. And I only remember it because of something that happened in like his Saturday night debut. Something he did with his hair. Dumbest shit you've ever seen in your life. Harper's looking it up right now. Yeah. Well, he ain't gonna be able to. I don't know if. Well, he won't. He won't have a date to, or he doesn't know where to look. He'll know he if oh, you Google that. Harper. Harper knows how to use Google. No, no, I was saying he can't find the video I'm talking about where when the, when the dude debuts on Saturday night. It's so terrible. He but said you don't know how to find shit on the internet. Wasn't he right? Beetlejuice? That's another name he had. Yes. Yeah, he was Beetlejuice. But he debuted as the juicer. What's his, his name? name? His real name is Art Bar. Bar. Oh, Art Bar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Art Bar. He was he was he was a legit professional wrestler, but yeah. he did a gimmick called the Juicer. Why not? Yeah. How did we get here? I mean, <laughs> WCW, yeah. the Juicer. He, he died at twenty eight of a yeah, heart he died attack young. caused by drug overdose. Yeah, he that died seems young. Legit. He Bro. died in the nineties. Yeah, it was ninety four. Yeah. The juicer. Anyway, we'll get there. It's terrible. You can Google it if you want to know what we're talking about and wait for our real commentary when we watch him. On that note, Doc, any other thoughts on Stan Hansen? Um, no, he's gonna uh thrust himself right into the scene. Yeah. Uh oh, Harper. Dodgers got two on, one out, five to two. Yeah, Braves oh, lead, well, top of the bottom in. of the I eighth. Mean, yeah, no, but don't. It's just I'm I'm oh. just so all fucking right. Braves, bro. I hope the Red Sox win it all. On that note, we go to Doug Furness versus the Green Shadow. Now, Doc, be quiet for a second. I got some stuff I want to mention here. I don't know who the Green Shadow is, but I got the impression that him and Doug Furness. Might not have liked each other if you watch this. Uh, there was a green shadow in WCW called Jim Wright. God ah, dang. You saw <laughs> Furnace just run him over. That's not the first time he'll do that. So just keep watching. It's not the first it, time. Well, then run it back. Um, I mean, it's not the last time. What am I saying? Oh, okay. But but there was, a, there was someone called Green Shadow, and it was a guy named Jim Wright. I don't think this is Jim Wright. This guy actually knows how to work. If you watch him take backdrops... And do other things. He looks really good. Like he's doing everything well. At one point. Furnace is going to start. And I hate saying this word. But there's no other word for it. Furnace is going to start cranking back on his left arm very hard. He's shooting. I'm not sure what's going on. But Furnace is not happy with this dude from the start. I can't figure out who this guy is. There's something about the way he walks and moves. I know it's somebody we know who it is. You can t- you can tell from the suit he's got on that he's got a build under him, but right. I don't know who he is. But Furnace ain't happy with this dude. He's gonna tackle him again in a second and send him through the ropes. So look how he takes that backdrop, Hopper. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Look hmm. at that. <laughs> he just like bull rushed him, and the dude flies through the ropes. When you watched this, Doc, did you get the impression something was going on here? That I didn't notice it. I just heard Corny say that Mike Furness is coaching football in Italy. Uh, oh, for the World League? Are you freaking kidding me? That's what he said during this match. 
Oh my god. That's why we're a great team, Mike. You were figuring out about oh shit. What? He was bending You're that cranking? arm back. Look at him. You picked out the wrestling stuff. I picked out the commentary. We have 360 coverage of this event. We're covering the event. <laughs> Dude, something is going on in this match, and I don't know what it is. And if there's a story behind it that I've never heard, someone this emailed like the show. Harper showing his girlfriend what the wrestling business is all about. <laughs> Doug Furness is not happy with this dude. And I don't know what the hell happened before the match. Something is going on between Doug Furness and this dude in this match that and he gets him in a Boston Crab. Watch how he sits back on him. Dude, he's <laughs> sitting back on him. That's why he reached <laughs> for the rope so quickly. This is this is a crime oh, happening. Shit. It's a tie game. Oh shit, Harper. Thought he's talking about the wrestling. <laughs> anyway, Doc, any other thoughts on the green shadow? No. The green so shadow. Again, Look him up. Go, as Maybe the green shadow. I did. Left the I did. On the ring. I looked it up, Hopper. There was a green shadow by the, and his name was Jim Wright. This is not that same guy. So I don't know who this is. So if anybody knows, well, because I notice he's not selling though. That's what I notice. He's he could be selling better. Dude, that might be it. Because Furnace is pissed. I mean, he's just like, because look, because look, he just kind of gets up and just kind of. Kind of wanders around. <laughs> uh, he's looking for furnace is pissed. I mean, you could just see it. So, if anybody knows the story behind this, book in the territory at gmail.com. Uh, anybody knows who Green Shadow is, book in the territory at gmail.com as well. All right, we keep moving. Doc, any other thoughts? All right, no, sir. All right. Furnace wins. Bunch of commercials. Uh, any thoughts on the commercials, Doc? Yeah, I love them. They help me fast forward. Yeah, Western Union. Well, there's Will a lot of them. Kidding me? Uh, there was a commercial for the Nintendo wireless NES satellite controller. If you remember oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Chris, uh, Chris Zoncha is gonna have fun with that one because he loves him some Nintendo. Are right, we keep moving? The fabulous Freebirds are gonna take on Jerry Price and Tim Parker. And they look ridiculous as always coming to the ring. This is terrible. You know and what? I still got a power glove. Oh shit. Yeah. Did that work? Yeah. You see, the way it worked was you had to set up it, it was fucking complicated as fuck. They had sensors that you had to set up on the side like of your TV and shit, and that's what it picked up. Sounds sketchy for nineteen ninety. Fuck, I remember one time, bro, I, I wore it into the bar. <laughs> and the bartender was like, hey, what happened to your hand? I was like, yeah, I fucked my hand up fucking wrestling. <laughs> and I got to wear this for my wrist. She's like, no. I was like, so I made a fake battery <laughs> and put it on my back and put the cord through there. I was like, look, I got to use this to fucking hit these buttons. You should just fucking grab shit. I was like, watch it. I fucking hit the A button. I just, uh, 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 with my finger. And she's like, what? I was like, yeah, man. I got fucked up at, at, at fucking Wildcat training. I got to wear this until this shit heals up. Did you bang her oh. later that night? No. 
And then, and then my friend Troy was right there just going along with it, bro. Like, I mean, we called it in a rain. He's like, yeah, man, he, he fucked his, uh, he fucked his wrist up bad. <laughs> what a troll. Yeah. It's fucking great. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, how hey, high was this Oh, leave individual? it here. 4840. Right here. All right. There's a fight up in the crowd. Yeah, because the police start going up to it. Really? Yeah. You can see it. Oh, this is he misses the the leapfrog there. Yeah, he misses the leapfrog. We had a fight in the crowd. Let me go back, back. Harper. You you can see it. Harper, look on the far side there. If you keep watching. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's something going on. No, no, no. You'll see it in a second. They start running towards it in a second. Here it comes. See? Oh, yeah. They're fighting. <laughs> That's what happens uh, when you let people in for free. Whoopsie. Yeah. Well no, this isn't this isn't um center stage. No. They're not I free. Mean, what fuck, they were still letting them free during our house shows, weren't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, they were papering it, but that doesn't mean everybody was getting in free like they were at center stage or various other or, or like uh Universal when they did tapings there. Well, this match, Mr. Wonderful joins Corny, uh, Corny and JR on commentary. They talk about the upcoming clash where, remember, Orndorff is going to battle Arn. Freebird is going to win. I got no other comments from this. Me Not neither. Me. All right, great. That's exactly what I wanted. So let me roll this back because, you know, we're going to hear this from. This is the first time we're going to hear this ever in God, chronological history order. Oh, I no. had this. This has got note. me excited. I had the same note. Let me hit play. It's Tracy and Steve, the Southern Boys, with Jr. Horseman in just a few moments. And here now with the Southern Boys, Steve Armstrong, Tracy Smothers, gentlemen, Clash of Champions on June 13th, live here on TBS. You've got the Freebirds. That's right, the Freebirds. And just like the song says, if I leave here tomorrow, will you still remember me? Well, everybody's <laughs> wanting to know who's going to go. Is it going to be the Freebirds or the Southern Boys? We better strap your boots on real tight because we got nothing to lose here in this territory. We're going to make it count. All right, I'll tell you something. They're a great team, Tracy. You know that. You know, you got that right, Mr. Ross. You know, this is the Southern Boys' big chance. This is our first opportunity on Nationwide TV. And I'm going to tell you this, Jim Ross. I'm telling you, I'm telling all these great folks out here, we're a couple of Southern-born, Southern-bred thoroughbreds. Guaranteed not to rust, bust, collect dust, bend, break, or splinter. And we were born on a mountain, and we were raised in a cave. Women in wrestling is all we crave. On our tombstone, to be seen, there lay the bones of that old tag team machine. Steve Armstrong, Tracy Smothers, and just remember, American by birth and Southern by the grace of God. Fans, we're back with a horseman oh, right after Jesus. this. God. <laughs> it makes it even, it's so, oh my God. Well, you can it's tell just... Jim, Jim Ross was enjoying that. He's like, okay, there we go. Tracy, I want to say one thing, Doc, and I'm going to throw it to you. When he starts, he says, thank you, Mr. Ross. He used to yep. do that and smoke yes. too. Mm-hmm. He is such a Southern gentleman. He he, he is the epitome of a baby face. It is ter- just the Nobody. mannerisms and everything. I don't think there's ever been anybody in the history of wrestling that plays to their audience better than Tracy Smothers to his Southern people. That is true, man. For real. I mean, Harper said it in Smoky Mountain. He is th- these people's Hulk Hogan. Yeah. 
He had it, man. He, he, oh, yeah. He, I was like, damn, that's pretty good. He's hey, your hero. Look, look at, no, no, seriously. If you're you're watching on Patreon, yeah. look at, just look at Jim Ross the whole time. Steve. Uh-huh. He's but, backing but, up. But JR is like, he's got mm. that smirk, like, damn, this is pretty good. Look at him. Damn. Yeah, he's like, damn, that's some good shit. Never <laughs> heard this. <laughs> he's going. smirking. I thought it was over right there. Keeps going. All right. <laughs> oh, man. That's Tracy a got the of poem, nature dude. making his national TV debut. Millions of people all at home on TV. He just hit a grand slam. Yeah. He's- He's phenomenal, man. That's good man. shit, man. Let me I, do some talking. Hey, I, I had. Think, think we could get maybe oh. forty-five seconds of airtime, uh, Mister Hurd. What you about to say, Harper? The fucking starting lineup commercial. I know. I just saw that. Um, I'm going back to it actually. And I'll, but one more thing, Tracy. I, I've I've had idiots on Twitter tell me during our Smoky Mountain run how we overrate Tracy. Are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like You got the last word with idiots. He is If he's not the most overrated wrestler then he's pretty damn Yeah, if he's not the most underrated wrestler he's pretty damn close. Dude, he won Smoky Mountain he connects with an, with his audience as good as anyone. Mm-hmm. Like those people loved him, adored him. Then I I mean Harper and I got to see the flip side of it when he's a heel in <laughs> at the Wildcat shows. He is just as good at that in mm-hmm. in 2019 and before, obviously, you know, he was just as good at that as he was the good old Southern boy. Oh yeah, like they, they just because like you can tell people, okay, it's 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 pro wrestling, but as it keeps going and he keeps going, they're getting legit pissed at him because he's got no chill with it. Yeah, he he got he looked like he he went easy well. He went for the cheap heat at the 2019 Wildcat show. And what I mean by that is he started talking about Drew Brees and the no call on the, on the PI. Yeah. But then, which, okay, that's funny to me. Great. The one, the thing that I pop more for though, I, and I'm trying to remember his exact words, but I could have swore he called Zion a fat ass, <laughs> which I thought was even better. Cause I was like, Oh, now you're really digging for, for, for some good stuff for me at least, but he just, and then he goes off and he, he just, he just knew how to, he knew how to, how to pluck, uh, pluck those nerves mm-hmm. as a heel. So good. And again, yes. like, like Harper said, you, you, you're like, Oh, this is wrestling. So you're like, Oh, it's fake. But, but bro, he keeps going so much. It's just like, Oh my God, this guy yeah. is pissing everybody off. <laughs> no chill, no chill. In a full-blooded Italian thing, he would walk around doing a thing with his chin. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the the, the best part about 2019 Wildcat, he wins and rolls out the ring, 
and they were chanting Tracy sucks before the match. He grabs the mic as he's walking out and he <laughs> screams, Who sucks now, motherfuckers? <laughs> it's on the BTT YouTube channel. You can look it up, man. It's it's he's just It sucks that he died of cancer. It sucks because he was that good. And I regret not talking to him more about this stuff now that we're yeah. here. Because he would have did it in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, just call me Mike anytime. Um, Doc, any other thoughts on it's good seeing Tracy? I'm still Tracy, stuck yeah. on the fact that we have people that listen to this show that think we overrate Tracy Smothers. That's, oh, no. You that's know, fucking stupid, bro. You got a few idiots in every bunch. You know what I'm saying? I he know his audience. I've worked for six years to cull those people from the, the ranks, though. Oh, Dodgers took the lead, I see. Oh, oh shit. Really getting yep, excited. Yeah, 6-5, and it's, they still got two on with two outs. But, um, yeah, I mean, Doc, you, you can't let things like that get to you. It's oh, it doesn't bother are, me at all. I lose zero winks of sleep. Yeah, people are dumb. bro. Fuck it. I think I give a shit with someone on in this imaginary world thinks of me. I oh, barely, I know you don't. I barely care what people who are supposedly close to me think. <laughs> That's nice. All right. Well, we keep going. Hopper got excited because a starting lineup commercial came on, and these these were some pretty cool things back in that era. Oh, yeah, bro. I still uh, got Will two Clark. of them. Uh, Don the Mattingly right there. I still uh, got Joe Montana and uh, Dalton Hilliard. Uh, I have Elway and Dexter Manley. You can Dexter Manley couldn't read. <laughs> I know. What? He was illiterate. Yeah, he was illiterate. Oh, I hated that bastard. Wow. Bastard, He played for the Redskins, dude. So so Uh does that make him him a bastard? Yes. Real classy of you. You know, you're you're, a a great guy. To be be completely honest. You're a great guy. A great guy. I'm a gentleman. Real gentleman wrestler you are. (laughs) Can you take some notes from Tracy Smothers on how to be a real man's man? Let's go now to the horseman. World Championship Wrestling. It'll be Arn Anderson and Barry Windham taking on the Road Warriors. In just a few short minutes, our suspicions are going to be proven. The Road Warriors have been the greatest team for the last six years, with the exception of one unit, the Four Horsemen. Now they've beat them all. They've run them out of the country. They've put a lot of people in sheer horror. But that fire that used to burn in your belly, Road Warriors, that hunger to be the greatest of all time, I don't see it in your eyes. When I look in your eyes, I see two human beings. And any human being can bleed, he can be hurt, and he can be beat. The four horsemen of the 90s are bigger, stronger, with more experience. We have been reborn into the finest unit of all time. And in a short few minutes, we're going to show you exactly why we are the elite. Right there. Tell them to go. You know, the Road Warriors have considered themselves invincible as far as pro wrestling goes for quite some time now. They challenged the Horsemen to a match right here on national television. And I, for one, being a Horseman, have never backed away from any type of challenge. And I know Arn hasn't. So we have picked up the pride of the Horsemen and we're going out to face the Warriors and give them a lesson and show them just how invincible they are. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring in the heavyweight champion of the world, 
Nature Boy, Ric Flair. I thought Ric Flair was gonna be with us here, ladies and gentlemen. Again, Clash of Champions. What I was doing was getting the front row like everybody else should have because in a very short period of time, the horsemen are gonna put the road warriors in their place. And let me say something to Adam O'Hawk. You've jumped on a lot of people in your illustrious career, but today, at the hands of Art Anderson and Barry Windham, the road warriors will find out what it is to stay all night and to stay a little longer. Woo! There you hear it, ladies and gentlemen. It's gonna be a, a real brawl, and we'll have it for you. But right now, let's go up to ring announcer, Tony Gillum. Doc, thoughts on the horsemen there? I thought they were good. I don't understand how Rick has his most 1980s looking haircut in 1990. Yeah, I wish I could answer that question for you. It's fluffy. I guess he was just trying to change his look without getting drastic with it. I don't know. It's There's a lot of hair on his head. Um, No hair, no flair. That's uh, right. I thought Arn was to the point, basically called him out for being a shell of themselves. Barry used the word vincible. I didn't know that was a word. I had to look that up. Vincible. You got invincible, and then there's vincible. Yep. Oh, look at that shit. We learned something today. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, I want. Why is Sid still in a tux? Did, I don't know. Did United I, lose his lawn, his luggage? Probably. I love Arn. He's going black to a Mardi Gras ball, fucking afterwards. Right. He's going with uh, whatever the Braves pitcher's name is. Right. The one that yeah. has the pearls or the beads on. Um. Yeah. I loved Arn's black satin horseman jacket. I want one of those. Yeah. Uh, that shit too. looks badass, huh? Love it. All right, well, let's keep moving. We then go to, I thought thought that was good. I thought they talked up the match coming up later in the show, and it's the Real Warrior Swan song, so good stuff. The Midnight Express, who are the U.S. tag champs, if you haven't heard by now, I think we talked about it last week, but, yeah, they're the tag champs. They won the belts at the pay-per-view. Take on Pat Rose and Lee Scott, again, Smoky Mountain alumni. And the Midnight Express win, I really don't have much from this, Doc. Did you? I didn't have anything either. It went a while, and that's all right. Did yeah. Stan? I tried to watch it too many times to see if I caught Stan, you know, doing a little dick dancing, but I didn't. I don't think he did. No. Okay, that sucks. I didn't miss anything. And after that, we get a bunch of commercials again, and then we go to Tommy Rich versus oh, yeah. Ned Brady. Greatest NWA world champion of all time, Tommy Rich. Uh, with this Ned was Brady. the ultimate. We got two hours this week. I mean, they are pushing them, huh? Oh, God, I hated those things. What, Hawkeye? What? fries? Those fucking French fries. My mom used to buy those things. God, they were horrible. Oh, the thing, the, that frozen food? Bruh. They had like a hamburger, the fries, and the shake, and you put it all in, in the fucking microwave. And it tasted like shit. That sounds awful. From top to fucking bottom. They still sell them. I've seen them in a store. It's just, it, 
they were because they because like during the summertime, my mom would buy shit like that for me to eat like during the fucking day for lunch, and they were fucking horrible. The bread for the buns would get so fucking hard you could use it for cannonballs, and you couldn't fucking eat it. And that fucking frosty, like. Can you imagine what chemicals were in that to make it do what it did? Hold Bro, on, hold on. Lying, keep, keep going. The Frosties. What what about the Frosties? Uh, you, you cut them off again. It was like that... a Frosty, like a, you know, like from McDonald's. I mean, from fucking Wendy's. You put it like in a mic because it's, it's, it's frozen solid. And you're supposed to stick it like in a, a microwave for a certain amount of time. And the first few scoops, it's, it's like normal. Then the rest of it, it's a fucking brick. <laughs> it was horrible. And the fries were shit, and those little hamburgers were fucking crap. Oh god, god, this brings back fucking god, the, what the fuck? <laughs> they, yeah, they still make this shit, dude. I see it in the stores. <laughs> That's why you need a wife. I just don't go to stores. Fuck, bro. I'm the one that goes to the stores, dude. I go to fucking. Well, yeah, because you got cereal to get. Yeah. Seasonal offerings. I got a box today of uh, Frankenberry. They had three boxes left. I was like, "Fuck, dude! <laughs> I can't wait till they right." It's. I'm thinking it's not going to get to that point where there's so many of them and they're going to be on a dollar shelf. They're fucking rolling out. So I was like, "I can't be cheap. I got to grab them now." Good plan. Yeah. I mean, the Frankenberry supply is sitting out off on out offshore on some tanker. Yeah. Like off of like fucking San Diego. Yeah, can't, Harper, can't get in. Right. Harper, it'll be at Big Lots in April. Just hold your horse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Doc, any thoughts on Tommy Rich versus no. Ned Brady? Okay. Greatest NWA world champion of all time. Of I course. mean, Tommy's getting some fucking TV time, huh? For those four days, he was the champ. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, um, after Tommy wins, there's a promo with Sting and Paul Orndorff. I don't I don't have a note that Sting howled, so I wasn't going to play it. But Sting is excited and says he'll be there to watch JYD versus Flair at the Clash. Doc, did you have any thoughts on Orndorff was good. Sting's a moron. And Sting's not even mad that JYD just jumped him in the line to get the title. That's true, huh? What the f- Damn! I didn't even Everyth- think of that. Everything was airtight, brother. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. What the Horned fuck? was good. He looks believable without any sound. Well, I'm going to whip ass and take that belt, because that's what I do. And then well, this, flapping, he's flapping around like an idiot. A new attitude. We are all sick and we are tired of Ric Flair and the horsemen, and we're all taking on a new attitude. We're going to put an end to it. JYD was first and Clash of the Champions. I'm going to show up and help out in just the same manner. Woo! And I just can't wait, Rossi. JYD gets a chance of a lifetime to wrestle for the heavyweight championship of the world. I know you're going to be there to make sure the horsemen do not interfere. I know just how much the world title means to somebody like Lex Luger. Now, JYD, I know how how much it meant to me so yeah rossi i'm gonna be there ladies and gentlemen it's all gonna happen on june 13th live here on tbs class of champions Respect. 
Respect time. And Mr. Truth Wonderful will take on Arn Anderson, and Sting will be there as well. And we'll be right back. Don't go away. Doc, what do you think going Sting. through Paul Orndorff's head right there? He's probably Ooh. thinking, bro, I had to work with JYD in a WWE. You don't want to see this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking does look like Mardi Gras beads. I know, man. Your, your boy's up at the plate, Mike. Thought I was joking, huh? Yeah. If you're from New Orleans, the first thing you think when you see that is not pearls. You're thinking, why the hell does this dude have on one pair of Mardi Gras beads around his neck? <laughs> they got While the little wretch thing hanging, the little Zulu things hanging from the bottom of them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know good and well, if you're from New Orleans, that's the first thing you thought. So, I, anybody who's like, Oh, it's so stupid, Mike. Where I'm from, that's what that looks like. And the second part of it is, why would he have on pearls is my next thing. But anyway. It's got to be a reason. Like, Yeah. You know. I agree. There's got to be a reason. It can't just be because. Um, all right. We, we see a bunch of commercials, and then we'll keep going. We'll go to a promo oh, from Doom. Do you think the reason why they, they threw JYD in this because Sting isn't fully ready yet? So they said, you know, just let JYD get in there and, and, and fucking lose to him. How can JYD be ready to go? <laughs> I don't know, bro. I'm, I mean, Harper's on to something. I think that's part of it. And, you Man. know, this clash was booked, so they had to do something big for it, quote-unquote big. Yeah. And I, I agree. The same reason, it's not even a matter of rushing him. It's the same reason they've rushed Paul Orndorff in there to wrestle Arn. And they had just announced it a week ago. It, it's because like when you notice, Sting has, I think he's 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 definitely lost some uh, muscle mass a lot. Yeah, I mean, th- I mean, don't get me wrong, he still looks good, but he doesn't look like his Sting arms from don't look anywhere ago. near the same. Right. The thing because is, we're not that far away from the pay per view with him and Flair. We're not covering that. Yeah, you and I need to talk about it. I don't know if you want to do it. I'm going to have to get a, a fill-in. Why? He doesn't want to cover it. I'm going to have to get Crockett or somebody to do it. You can't or you don't want to. I'm quitting. Oh. He's <laughs> so full of it. <laughs> Go ahead, Hopper. He he has looked, He has lost a little mass. Yeah, because I noticed that when, uh, I guess it was last week during the promo, it's like, damn, Sting, Sting lost some muscle mass here. Well, they on need that to note, get him on a cycle. Okay. On that note, we are going to go now to a promo from Doom. And Hopper, I want you to pay attention to the names that Doom mentions here, and then I'll tell you why. Hopper will know what I got out of this, but we'll talk about it on the other side. World Championship Wrestling, everyone. Before we see the new World Tag Team Champions in action, let's hear their, ooh, their comments from Jim Cornette. I've been joined here by Theodore R. Sugar Ray Long and the Team of Doom, the new Tag Team Champions of the World. Congratulations, Teddy. Hey, hey, that out, Jimmy Cornette, the new NWA World Tag Team Champions. Now, I've got one thing to say. History has been made in the National Wrestling Alliance. Now, I'm right up there in the rankings with Nelson Mandela, Booker T. Washington, Dr. George Washington Carver. I'm right in the ranks with them because history has been created. You're looking at the first black world NWA Tag Team Champions. 
Now, I've got another prediction I want to make. I was contacted by the officers of James Brown. He's the godfather of soul, and now I'm the godfather of professional wrestling. So, Mr. Cornette, you can talk to the Soul Brothers Doom, but make sure you say Mr. Reed and Mr. Simmons. Go ahead. Mr. Simmons. And you know one thing, Sugar Ray, we're going to make sure you remain the godfather of soul. And yeah. another thing, we're going to create another event in history. We're going to make sure that we hold these belts longer than anyone in history. And another thing, Southern Boys Rock and Roll Express, you've all put your name in the box and your number's been called. But Punk, let me tell you something. This ain't no street fighting. This ain't no cheering section. When you get in that ring with Doom, be prepared to fight. Now let's see Doom in action. Can't touch this. Ladies and gentlemen, this match is set for one fall. You catch those names you mentioned, Hopper? Nelson Mandela? No. Booker T. George, George Washington, Washington Carver. Yeah. Dude, I it's thought he of... was listing off New Orleans public schools as he was. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true, huh? He's like, Booker T., George Washington Carver. I was like, why is he listing Barry off? Barry Walker. Yeah, I was just, <laughs> just waiting for him to keep going. Anyway, yeah, he he's. For anybody who wants to, George Washington Carver, that's where Marshall Falk went to school. Aren't you glad we didn't have to wait for this game to end, to start? Yeah. Baseball. Or, or we'd have been starting. Four and a half hour game, Mike. It's this, over? This, this is exactly what we were talking about, Doc. This is exactly what we were talking about. What? Bruh, it started at what time? Four o'clock. And before anybody tells me, well, college football, bro, college football got a lot more oomph Everything. in it for minute for minute than baseball. I don't hate baseball. I don't want it to come across that way. It's just, man, they need to can play they speed games. it up? They need to play 100 games and play seven innings. They just need to play less games. And limit the pitching changes. Even more. No, just put a shot clock on that mess, man. They do. They have one. Yeah, oh, they have one. Yeah. How many seconds they got? <laughs> it it doesn't it matter because nobody pays attention. Right. <laughs> Wait. Come on. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. This All is right, more we can... for old white dudes. You know what old white dudes do when rules get made? They just keep doing what they always been doing. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, on that note, we keep the show moving. That way we can finally get to the end of this thing. But I was thinking about uh, when he uh, talked about uh, Nelson Mandela. I remember when that happened. It was on a Saturday morning, and it cut in the middle of the fucking cartoons. Oh, God. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Who in the fuck's Nelson Mandela? <laughs> I'm trying to watch it. fucking Ninja Turtles. Who the fuck is this guy? Jesus. It's the new Ninja Turtle, Norman. Yeah, I didn't know who we, you know. I mean, what the fuck did I know, right? I mean, you know, whatever, how old I was. Just some young white kid from Metairie. Yeah, we know. You, you know yeah. Who the hell is this guy? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Mama. Right. TV's broken. Mama. 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 Any thoughts, Doc, on the Steiner brothers and their promo? I thought it was good. They were talking about the belts and getting it back from Doom. Okay. Supposed to have a rematch at the Clash, and we know how good the match was at the pay-per-view, so stay tuned. Uh, More commercials, Braves baseball, mostly repeats, some kind of car wax for your car. Really didn't note it much. And then we go to what will be the final match 
for the Row Warriors in this version of WCW. Keyword is this version. They obviously come back in uh, early '95, early '96, late '95, I believe. Anyway, the Row Warriors take on Arn Anderson and Barry Windham. I mean, it's a big time match for a Saturday night. They're they really get after it. Uh, I've got notes, but Doc, I'll go to you. What do you have from this? Because this takes hey, up the last pretty much twenty minutes of the show. They spelled everybody's name right. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's the little things. It's the little things. We're, we're taking care time. of that. Uh, I don't know why this just popped into my mind. What's but that? this match, for some reason, made me miss JJ. I've been missing JJ. Yeah. Well, it certainly needed JJ. JJ would have been, um, if you're talking about a send-off, Nothing against Sid, but JJ out there with Arn and Barry would Dude, look and make a lot more sense than Every Sid. time I see them, every time we see something with the horsemen at this time, I'm thinking, why did they have to be a dick to Tully? You know? Yeah. Just imagine him standing there instead of Sid wearing his fucking tuxedo like he's going to the fucking prom. I think somewhere during this match, Corny said, these people think hors d'oeuvres are spam on crackers. <laughs> and that was the least offensive thing he said in this episode. Um, Yeah, where's JJ? You know, Harper, it's funny you bring it up about Tully. Knowing how much of a curmudgeon or prick Tully could be, Doc? I want to throw something at you. How long would it have been before Tully pissed off Jim Hurd to the max? And just fucking walked out and said, fuck y'all? Yeah, and just was like, this ain't worth it. This is not the company I used to work for. Well, I, feel... I think he would... I think, I mean, be honest, I think he would have been happy getting a check because, I mean, what's the other option for him? Okay, so he'd have then... He, I see what you're saying. He would have basically right. pinned me, pay me. Right, because he's got no other, you know, he 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 can't go back because then they're, they're just going to bury the fuck out of him. He's going to be like a Barry Horowitz. Well, and that's what Arn said. He was like, once, you know, he found out Tully couldn't come and they were cutting his pay that day by a third, he was basically like, well, he's like, I don't really have any. He said this on right. the show. He's like, I don't have any options. He's like, what do you want me to do? Go back to McMahon at this point with my tail between my legs? Hey, I want to come back. He's like, I'm going to get even worse off or so. He, Arn said, I'm just going to stick with this and do what I got to do for now. So basically, Arn bit the bullet, pin me, pay me pretty much. I mean, you got a good point. Like, where's Tully going to go? I just feel like Arn, I don't know, man, just kind of listening to Arn over the years talk. And he just seems like more of somebody who could deal with it versus Tully. Tully, Tully was just kind of like a jackass, bro. He Yeah, but the other thing I remember is Tully's dad was a promoter. So first of all, he's a promoter's kid, which makes him like a preacher's kid. But yeah. it also kind of gives him in some insight and predisposed thought on how this shit's supposed to run. And when he sees shit get pulled really bad, it's going to piss him off. And I think Arn seems to be, I don't know, a family guy, I guess. So like he's thinking about his fucking wife and kids and shit in a house yeah. note. And, and you know, shit like that. Tully's like, I'm gonna do a couple of lines and go down the hall and beat the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Hey, 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 who? 
Hey, Punky, y'all got anything y'all holding? <laughs> I'm going to go whip her desk. <laughs> I, I just wanted to, you know, get ready. One of the greatest stories ever is Tully on the 700 Club, Ricky oh, yeah. sitting there with his <laughs> wife, and Tully just blast him with the amount of tang him and Ricky have been pulling on the road. I mean, can you imagine sitting next to your wife and your one of your friends just casually says that as they're trying to come clean of their sins, they just on send your TV. life into a tailspin Why on was... national television. <sighs> like, just imagine. I mean... That 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 could that could cause somebody to want to really like hurt someone terribly. I get I can get enough heat in my own house. I don't need any help. Yeah. He said so because you found Jesus, all of a sudden you're confessing your sins, you drag your friend into it. Bruh. That ain't how this is supposed to work. Keep that yeah, shit between you and the Jesus. Yeah, yeah. K man. K brother. You wanna <laughs> You want to confess your problems? You do that. No, yeah, that's don't your drag problem. me. Don't that's drag me to this shit. <laughs> okay, uh, on this match, uh, Doc, again, big time matchup. They're going at it near the end. Sid interferes, and Pee Wee Anderson calls for the bell, but then he it appears the match is still going on, even though there was a bell. And Jr. says the reason is is because Sid didn't make contact when he came in. Thus, the matchup continues, which is kind of bull. So then they continue, and eventually they'll continue to brawl, and then Sid and Ole come in to jump the Road Warriors. Orndorff and Sting, though, hit the ring to make the save. JYD comes in, too, after he finally makes it there because, you know, he can barely run. The crowd, they're on fire. They don't care that it ended in a DQ, and it's pretty dumb that these guys are leaving, especially with some of the other idiots you still have there. This is... Another one of those peak, terrible WCW things in this era. We're going to keep some of this crap, but the Row Warriors, nah, they're going to leave. Doc, any thoughts on how this match ends and the crowd being on fire? Because the crowd loves I mean, it. I was, I was entertained. I was entertained. The crowd super popped. Yep. Yeah. At the of, end when this thing got going. Did. Yeah. But to me, I was sitting there thinking that although I like a lot all four guys in this match. There you go. It wasn't as good as that rock and roll Ole and Arn match. No. Back from 86. That was different because it was tag team specialist, but I'm with you. But the crowd and was into this, so what's the problem? Look at him. I mean, you could see him when... I hate to say it's thing, and then Orndorff hit the ring. There, the crowd, man, they're they're on their feet, dude. They are loving this. Mm-hmm. So they're standing tall in the ring. You got a guy that's sixty five pounds overweight, two guys that are leaving the promotion, and one guy who's only got half of his arms working correctly. Yeah, but you got Sting. Hey. Oh, that's true. He he's the reason for the season. Well, see, so, see, my thing is this, bro. It's like. When like Drew Brees first started to show, okay, he's he's, you know, it, it's 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 you know getting close, and people are like get rid of him, get rid of him. I would always ask, okay, great, get rid of him. Who are you going to replace him with? 
Yep. That's well, my just, question. They were going to just trade him to New England for Tom Brady and get a couple of first-round no, picks along with it. Like, prior to that. Oh. It's like, who are you going to replace him? Like, who's the – it's like – you don't quit a job unless there's something better or fucking equal that you're going to. Preach. And that's the, and that's the same thing. But if you let the road warriors go, who's their replacement? Southern boys. Uh, no. For, for the, for, fuck, bro. No. It's not even the same. I mean, you can't. I know. I'm saying I agree with y'all. Harper's right. You know, it's 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 not the same like the Breeze comparison, but it kind of is. So Breeze back and he starts showing his age, 2017, 18, yeah. but he's still productive and he's getting his team to the playoffs and all this stuff. But you can see there's something that he he doesn't have what he once had, but mentally he's there, but physically, Father Time is undefeated, and the Road Warriors aren't peak Road Warriors right here. But, but they're still the fucking road warriors. Exactly, they're still a draw. They're still, they're still it. If anything, send them home for for a few months. Yeah, go Four to, to six Japan. Months. Yeah, you're fuck. wasting, you're wasting money on other bullcrap anyway. Send them home. Have them go to Japan. Whatever. Do what you got to do. Take them off TV. They come back. They can still be the road warriors. There's, I don't. I'm with Hopper. There's a spot. I'm for in there here. too. I agree. We're not fighting about anything. No, I'm saying, like, that's their mentality. Yes. It's fucking writing the checks. Yeah, fuck it. Let them go. Fuck them. Can you, can you see Jim Hurd with his, with his scotch or whatever the hell he drinks? Um, I'm going to sound like Gordon here, but uh, let, him, let him go to Vince. Uh, you know, uh, let him go to Vince. I mean, what's he going to do with them? They, they're, they're, they've been around for a while. But if they don't like the contract, fuck them. <laughs> and, that's, and the sad, the that's sad exactly thing is, what, that that right there is exactly what he said. Yeah, and they're Rooms and they're not feet, pockets for your stuff. That's all I care about. We're less than six months away from another great tag team, just getting the hell out of there because they couldn't deal with herd. Keep that in mind too, fellas. All right, so let's keep moving. Uh, we'll. T- I got one more thing on Road Warriors before we close out. Scott Steiner takes on Mark Kyle. Doom is at ringside. Uh, Rick Steiner comes out to make sure things stay on the up and up, though. At the... I know Doc's got this note, because I got a note, and I posted this on Twitter a while back, because I was scanning this episode, and I found this. Well, Scott Steiner sends in Killer Kyle for... First, he gives him a lariat, and then he sends him in for the Frankensteiner. And you're going to see it in a second if you're on Patreon. Boy, Mark Kyle, a.k.a. Killer Kyle, he basically gets spiked on the Frankensteiner. Oh, now, yeah. <laughs> now, here it comes. That look rough. Kyle, this is, I don't think, I want Harper's opinion because he knows how this stuff works too. I don't think this is Kyle's, I don't think this is Scott's fault. I think Killer Kyle just doesn't get over. Watch it. Here comes Harper. He, Yeah. See, the problem is, see, th- when you're not used to taking something like this, which, I mean, let's be honest, nine out of ten of these guys aren't, especially these, like, jobber guys, they they stop for it, and then they go over. But if you keep going, 
the momentum, it's a hell of a lot easier. And that's yeah. the problem. They stop and then they take it and then they do the roll. But if you yeah. keep going with it where like it's in perfect sync, it looks a hell of a lot better. It's exactly what happens. But, he stops because you can see him. Yeah, but I mean, the, you know, these guys don't, you know, I mean, what do you expect? You know, they're fucking job guys. That's never, God, that's, he's a helmet. <laughs> it almost looks like a spike pile driver. Yeah. The way he just drops on his head, man. Is he okay? Yeah, he's yeah. fine. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, there he is. He's, he's fucking get. Well, oh no, okay. No, no, here it comes. He, he gets he's, up. Yeah, he's fine. He's just good enough to get up and take it again. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's he's boop on his head. It's over. Yeah. One, two, three. Um. So anyway, yeah, dude, it looked like it hurt, but he's fine. Man, the Frankensteiner is the Canadian destroyer of 1990. Yeah. You, you, we talked about it once. The first time you saw it, you're like, God, look at that. It's amazing. What did I just see? All right, Doc, any other thoughts on this match? No. Nah. The, the previous match with the Horsemen and Road Warriors should have been the finish. Yeah. Hell, I was what, listening to uh, one of Ar- Arn's podcasts the other day, and he was like, yeah, they messed that up because Dusty's promo there should have been the finish. And I was like, just keep watching, buddy. Yeah, I heard that too. What happened? They go through the episodes. They were going through an episode with Arn, and and they played a Dusty promo, and he's like, that should be the finish. And they're like, well, there's a little bit more of this episode. And he's like, they did that wrong. (laughs) They did that a lot, Arn. Welcome to our world. I mean, you lived it, obviously, but as we we watch and review, we see it every week. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're, they're, uh, talking about the uh, Crockett Cup and a Superdome Uh, coming up. But here's the thing. Like, we joke about it on this in 90 but they were doing the same thing in 85 and 86 yep. yeah they hadn't figured it out yet all right so the show closes doom uh corny and jr are still selling the frankensteiner that mark kyle got hit with and and teddy's now he says he's the godfather teddy long and he's not just dancing a sugar ray long so that they cut that promo doc did you have anything from it before i go to the last thing i got about the real warriors no all right so the Road Warriors, they're gone. Let's pour one out. You know, I got some cheap cognac right here with me. Who am I kidding? I'm not pouring out any liquor. Uh, this is their last Saturday night on TBS appearance for this era of WCW. Again, they come back in like early 96, late 95. I don't remember exact dates. Uh, but WCW and the Road Warriors, they parted ways at this point. Uh, I've listened to and watched some interviews with Animal from like years ago about this and I think they mentioned they were tired of herd and they have just heard enough at this point. So that's that. Um, while this is their last Saturday night, they do show one of their matches uh, that were actually recorded here today on this same taping on NWA pro on the June 8th episode, according to the history of WWE.com. The actual last date that they wrestled for the promotion was May 28th, 1990. They actually worked twice that day. First time was at the Norfolk scope they lost to Doom when Simmons pinned Animal. And they also wrestled, I believe, later that day, according to the history of WWE.com, in Richmond at the Coliseum, where Flair, Arn, and Barry Windham, in a six-man match, defeated the Road Warriors and Junkyard Dog in a six-man match. It doesn't say who took the pinfall. 
I wouldn't be surprised if Hawk and Animal, one of them did, because they just seem like they would do business the right way. I mean, they took the pinfall to Doom earlier. I bet you one of them took the pin in the Flair, Arn, and Barry match. But that's it. As of May 28th, on the calendar, they're done. And this is the 6-2 episode of Saturday Night. They are done. Pour one out for the Road Warriors. Uh, Harper had the rant a second ago. It sucks. Yeah. Of all people that need to go, they ain't two of them. Mm-mm. I mean, their promos haven't been as great as they were in the 80s, but they're still the goddamn Road Warriors and they're badass. And and because of Jim Hurd, now we got no Road Warriors. This is not good. Um, All right, Doc, anything before we rate and Rolex? It's not good. I mean, in, anytime you have generationally transcendent talents leaving the building and they're not happy with management, that's a problem. Yeah. Sucks. I mean, there's no, you can't spin that. Well, on that note, we need to rate it, hand out the Rolex. Before we do so, I want to remind you all the holidays are getting close and they are nearing. Man, it's hard to real, it's crazy. Like Thanksgiving's a month away at this point as this show drops on what, October 28th. So, yeah, we are a month away from Thanksgiving, believe it or not, at this point. And hey, because of that, you want some presents to get to your loved ones or people you hate. I don't know. Maybe you're one of those folks. Uh, go use our Amazon Associates link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. If you're already shopping there, the show gets a little kickback in return when you use that link. So again, tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Put the link in the browser like our friend at JBL Objective says on Twitter for them. Give it to the side pieces, women, whatever you have in your life. Tell them to use it. All right, Doc, uh, rate it or Rolex first? Which one you want? Let's rate it. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. What you got? I want Harper to go first because he put in so much of his own personal time <laughs> on this. I'll give it a B. All right. All right. Okay. Doc, you? Well, that 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 was fast. Um, I thought, man, we had some good stuff in this episode. Yeah. And, and for two hours, you know, there weren't any horrible mistakes like last week. And we didn't dive headfirst into the racism like we had last week. Got Stan Hansen and Tracy got some promo time and that Vader thing was badass. I'm going to say, man, I feel I feel oddly generous here, Mike. A minus. Oh, there you go. No, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm a minus as well. So we like wrestling and Harper doesn't. I got it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff on the episode. You can't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know how you don't see it that way. I mean, yeah, it's kind of sucks. The Road Warriors are gone, and you know there was some stupid. Maybe stuff. if Tommy Lasorda would have been on here, he'd have given it an A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 1990. You're gonna have things that you look at and go, "What the hell were they doing?" But after overall, that complete, after that complete abortion of last week. I wasn't expecting that much from this, and I was pleasantly surprised. There was there was a lot of good stuff on this. You know, the Vader pack video package was real quick, but uh, Corny was really good on commentary. I mean, we talked a little bit about it. You know, Stan Hansen's here. He's cutting a promo. Doug Furnace, that match with the Green Shadow is kind of fascinating in its own way uh, with what goes down. And and I didn't notice that the first that. time, so that's something to pick up on the on the on the when we went through it here. So yeah. You can always learn um, something new about wrestling. So on that note, 
I do want to mention our Patreon. Again, we got the clash coming up. If you want to know Doc and I's thoughts on this JYD match, because Doc has not seen it. I've you, seen that's the only it. Way, it's the only it, way you get it. It's been a while. It's bad, but yeah. you'll get the review, the full review of it and the entire clash at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. You'll also get Capital Combat 90, where Harper cuts a promo on RoboCop that is... You you don't want to miss it. So it's tinyurl.com slash He left RoboCop in need of some WD-40. Boy, did he. Um, good stuff, though. All right. Uh, I'll go first on the Rolex. Tracy Smothers. Uh, I don't I don't know if there's a choice, to be honest with you. Um, Tracy's getting it. Because oh, yeah. we got that poem for the first time in WCW. And it really... I'm not joking here when I say... The, when I watched this, it was taking notes. It brought a tear to my eye because it's Tracy, man. He he was our boy. Like, he loved us, and, you know, we loved him, and Tracy gets it, man. He I don't know how there's another choice, but – and I, I know the Road Warriors are leaving, and I should give it to them, but I can't. I can't. I got to give it to Tracy for his poem. Doc, who are you giving yours to? I don't even think it's that big of a choice, man. Tracy obviously gets it. I mean, the only thing, <laughs> if he could have worked in the – T is for trouble. H is for oh. hell. <laughs> I thought you were going to say ages eight to 80 blind, crippling, crazy. I thought you, you were going to go with that one. Uh, we ain't going yeah. East and West. I'm going North and South. North and South. I, bet you, <laughs> I think he brings that one out. I'm not going East and West. We're going North and South, baby. Like a duck okay. on a June bug. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, when that, when they hit the cut on the camera, he probably did the RVD pose. JR was like, young man, that's pretty good. Yeah, JR was like, fuck, okay. We we, we got some new life in here. <laughs> All right, Hopper. Um, I feel like you're going to tell us the same thing Doc and I just said. Who gets it? Yeah, Tracy. Gotta give it to Tracy. Again, Tracy. Women in wrestling just... is all that I crave. <laughs> we've said this before on the Tracy shows we did it when we RIP'd him Tracy was like one of the guys not like wrestler he was like just a dude you would go to the bar with and drink and have conversations about and have a good time but he's and, also a worker yes yeah but the dude was so cool he wasn't a wrestler although he was as much as he was a worker Good dude. Good dude. I'll tell the story now. He'll appreciate this. Harper's at Wildcat in like 2018. I wasn't at this show, but Harper tells the story. So, Harper, if I get it wrong, tell me. And Tracy pulls up, and he's got to take a monster piss. And Harper's out there by the back door, and Tracy's letting loose. And Harper's like, hey, Tracy, how's it going? Oh, hey, Harper, how you doing? As he's just <laughs> draining the vein, brother. Yeah, right in the back of he's, <laughs> he's, he steps out of his. Just, it was a Chevy Cruze, <laughs> and he just steps out and just starts pissing. Wonder if that's what he was delivering pizzas with. And then he, oh. and then he, he, he pissed in like because we're in a fucking bar, right? There's no fucking dressing room, so there's this one area that's like fucking this little bullshit area that. 
it's where they would do like the fucking ping pong and beer pong and shit. And it's like surrounded by fucking chicken wire. And so they got garbage bags up over the chicken wire so the so the crowd can't see us. In the bathroom's way the fuck on the other side of the fucking bar. So fucking Tracy just pisses in the cup and throws the cup in the fucking trash can. <laughs> Fantastic. He couldn't put it in one of those beer bottles that were empty. Yeah. Wrestling. <laughs> you gotta know what he's talking about when, when he he says they've got the black trash bags on this area. I've seen it. It's and they're in this little room. Uh yeah. Anyway. All right, before we get out of here real quick, I want to shout out Harper's uh, relationship advice, video shout outs, uh, re- advice to your friends, whatever you want. If you want that, you got to email Harper, chrisharper 16 wildcat at gmail.com. He'll create a video for you and you can PayPal him, cc30388cc at yahoo.com. Again, his email, chrisharper 16 wildcat at gmail.com and cc30388cc at yahoo.com is his PayPal. And Harper will get you your video, whether it's a shout out, uh, relationship advice, you want to bury one of your friends and have them cut a promo, whatever you want. Maybe you want a promo on you. Maybe you want a promo on your ex-girlfriend. That's where you can get it. Just email Harper. Okay. We're going to get out of here. We went long tonight, but this was a good episode. God bless you, Tracy. Rest in peace. Um, Doc, anything before we get out of here? See ya. Harper, anything from you? Nope. All right. Check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. And check out the ECW. Uh, I'm sorry, check out Mike Pru and JV on the Bottom Line Cast, where they cover the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Harper, hit the tagline. Let's roll. Oh, yeah.